is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Nice to have your company on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Series 7, Episode 16. Craig Hutchison, Damian Barrett with you in the South Bank studio. And Hutchie, I'm going to start today. You've given it to me unfairly and inaccurately over the years. Over your oh, perceived- good morning, Damo. Yeah, good morning to you too. But I want to get to the top of this. My perceived associations with uh, Tony Abbott. Yes. I, I once had dinner with him at an extended 40th birthday for my brother. And, and you have taken that and run with it as though I'm besties. News has filtered through to me today. In fact, not today, the last 48 hours, that you and Josh Frydenberg are indeed besties. And that not only has Josh Frydenberg been in a coma-like state since Saturday night, you on his behalf have too. Good morning to you. <laughs> That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. Hello, Damo. Nice to see you. And what a weekend in politics it was on Saturday night. Before we get to the weekend in politics, please address that. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. I've heard you are shattered, that you actually have a relationship of nature and significance with him, that you've kept this from the public, and that you are wearing and riding this loss badly. That is incorrect. I have relationships with on both sides of the parliament, Damo. Oh, do you? It is a revelation itself. (laughs) Many more than you would ever be aware of or know. And I think like most Melbournians I have, I know Josh. And what a a win it was for Dr. Monique Ryan on the weekend. And I would suspect that Josh will re-emerge at some point in politics, if not public life in Melbourne. But I reckon he will too. Yeah. But I I just wasn't aware of your... um your very, very close friendship with him. That's, that is that's are, are a narrative you, to Are you as close as some people, Luke Darcy included, who actually had the Josh Frydenberg poster in his front yard in the lead up? Did you have that in well, your- Isn't Luke eyeing the seat? That's how close they are. <laughs> isn't Luke's positioning himself for a run, isn't he, at some stage? Is that what that's about? Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Have you, how how many times do you think Luke's been approached for pre-selection over the years and said, no, I'll just wait? And he's very good with his timing. I would be putting it out there back to you that he's <laughs> one of the future liberals that might bob his head up at some stage. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think he leans that way, doesn't he? Can I use this you think so? audio on Friday night on Triple M? Well, I'm, well, st- I'm going to. Staggered if I'm not actually being broadcast across the airwaves right there, right now. So there you go. This, on, oh, this is taking a tangent I didn't expect. Are you saying that Luke Darcy could actually become a politician. Well, he's been a, an outspoken social voice. I'm sure he's been approached along the way and said no. Like many of his ilk of profile. Well, he, well, he, I won't say single-handedly, but he was a major voice in the changing of the narrative in 2020, wasn't he, with lockdowns? He would have had a... He took on Dan Andrews? He would have had a bullseye on his head from a state perspective, at least ever since then, wouldn't he? Particularly given in Victoria where the Liberal Party have got some, well, let's be honest, got some work to do. Got oh. quite, quite a bit of work to do. Did you watch the... I want to get to the coverage because this yep. is where my head goes. I, like many, sat and watched it. First of all, there's a few things to unpack here. PVO on Channel 10. <laughs> I knew you'd start there. <laughs> yeah. Did he? Hang on. Did he go first? I think he went first. No, he didn't. Uh, uh, Senator Graham Richardson went, uh, the ex-Senator Graham Richardson, Richo went first. Richo. He, he called it early. <laughs> did he? Okay. Yeah, he was, he was, and then PVO went shortly after him knowing that someone would have noted had gone before him. <laughs> Okay. And because, uh, sadly, only 78,000 people watching Channel 10, PBO, what time he went, no one can really tell. Because, unfortunately, they were um, they were overwhelmed by the 910,000 watched on the ABC and the 400,000 prox tick under that watched on 9 and 7. Tell me this, Damo. Our man PBO, we've followed him very closely. Yep. He's thrown up a swerve ball a minute through this election. Yeah. We will look back on his election campaign in the years to come. 
How can you dedicate your life to politics? Do it twenty four seven. Work in the work in the industrial relations division yourself. Go back into media. And was so good at it that you didn't know which allegiances he'd had in the past because he was I taking it, pot shots at everyone. I got it wrong. I, yeah. I didn't realise he was a he was a. I, I, Sounds like a disgruntled ex-liberal, but I didn't realise he was an ex-liberal because he was so vicious on ScoMo on the way through. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, he's breaking stories. He's up early. He's covering the beat. He's flying with the politicians. He's flying around the country. He's in northern Queensland in that seat. He's down to the to Bass in Tasmania. So it's important to him what, what happens in the He's in on the, the 10 o'clock news. He's on the 4 o'clock news. It's on the so important news. to him that he- He's writing a column in the Australian Domo because there is nothing more important in his life <laughs> and, and in the world than an election. Than a democracy. A democracy and your right to vote and call it as it is. And despite all of his opinions, yeah. including the fact that that boat off the coast of West Australia doesn't really matter and people don't <laughs> realise what's going on. He, Give me a drum roll, please, if you can, Jane, if you got it. There's a drum roll. At 10 o'clock, he casually slipped in demo that he forgot to vote. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, that he hasn't voted since 2013. <laughs> now, how can you stand in front of the nation and tell us there is nothing more important today than what someone said, you couldn't remember the unemployment rate, 5.4 to 4.1. That's outrageous. How about you remember to vote? Once every three years, walk to your local primary school, fill in a slip and move on, PBO. And if you can't get there, do it online. I'm Talk in- about gotcha journalism. How that isn't the biggest gotcha moment of the campaign, I'll go, hey. I'm intrigued by your life, Hutchie. You have for a long time. So take me through your day. Did, did you wait till the day itself to vote? I did. I was very late. Yep. Voted in uh, <laughs> Cut it fine. South Yarra Primary School yeah. or the area around the... What, at 4.48 before they were shutting up at 5? Yeah, two, two-ish. Two-ish. Okay. Were there still well, sausages you, there? You, of course, wouldn't have wanted to run the risk of the lines. You'd have <laughs> voted in advance. How many days out, <laughs> Damo, did you vote? Well... Come on, how many days out? Because well, you could get busy on Saturday. Let me, let me set this up. <laughs> I, I did look at the roster and I knew I had to drive to Geelong for Triple M reasons. So, yes, you are right. I did vote early. How, how many days out? <laughs> uh... Just to be safe? I think it might have been the Monday of the week leading into it. (laughs) And and I was dirty because I didn't do it the previous Thursday or Friday when I was meant to. Oh, that's our personality summed up right there. That was a a habitual change, wasn't it? I mean, I I don't know what the percentage was in the end, but there might have been close to 40% or at least a third, I think, of people who actually did pre-vote, which is a Yeah, and, this, and the Teals, what, what an effort by the Teal, yep. which has become like the third party. Now, get me, get, to, get me, before you, go, to say. before you get to Dennis Pagan, be, take me through to Saturday oh. evening though. I, wa- I want to know your habits. I've seen you operate, even before it became Trini, to operate with three, four, five screens. You yep. once did that, you know, 15 years ago. So what did you do? How did you, how did you roll? Well, as Dennis Pagan used to say, son, if you're any good, you won't be telling people, they'll be telling you. <laughs> That's what happened on Saturday night. Lee Sales and David Spears probably had the least election promotion of anyone, and people turned to them because of how... Under- so, so what were the numbers? 910,000 on the ABC. That speaks to trust, that speaks to brand, and that perhaps speaks to a government accountability that people thought they'd find in that platform, I think. Yep. I thought... Uh, these national numbers? Yep. Well, I'm just going off what I read in the paper, which is never wrong, is it? <laughs> Depends who's I writing thought, it. Uh, the Nine Network, Peter Overton, and I thought Alicia Loxley was magnificent, was given that opportunity. There was others who were covering that seat. It's a highly sought-after journalistic seat. Thought her performance was superb. I hope I run into her this week at nine. I would love to offer my congratulations to Peter Overton was a pro. Yep. I think they had the, uh, from memory, the Bill Shorten and Julia Bishop kind of in Dynamic, the- Dynamic, yeah. Yeah, in the kind of Caro and Matthew Lloyd seats. Okay. <laughs> Caro. 
and they did where there's no room for the faint-hearted. I thought Julia was just all class and perspective and short, and there was something vicarious about watching him go. <laughs> I had this bike covered elbow and he's going to win and I got beat. How's this happening? It was just like, it was uh, it was half happy. Do you know what I mean? He was happy. Yeah. We, we've won, but I I didn't. Because he was going to swoop back in, wasn't he, as leader if, if uh, elbow missed well, out? Well, I just think he, he's gone, this bike's got 31% and yeah, won. How, how did he lose to well, Scammer? You could see that running through his face the whole night. <laughs> and I thought the seven coverage, again, was terrific. I thought Natalie Barr did a good job. Uh, hang time, Michael Usher. He's just the pro, Michael Usher, isn't he? What Michael does is the, is the on the news. No one gets more hang time in the opening. If you watch Michael, he opens go for a minute. So, and then the ten coverage was actually very good, but it's just it lacked a little bit of gravitas, and it lacked. And PVO was kind of they they built it around PVO. Did they? Unfortunately, people unlike PVO voted with their feet on that. It didn't quite connect with the audience. And then I was flicking between Sky as well. Because, oh, you got to Sky because I knew that they would be annoyed. <laughs> Annoyed. And there was something interesting about watching, you know, annoyed people, <laughs> Paul Murray and all these guys, like trying to make sense of it all. Um, so, how did you flick? No, I, 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 I was a five network. I, I ended up watching more football in the end. I was I was very underwhelmed. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I did. I did the as you did the the flick around. Um, I certainly settled as I often do. In fact, I was always do on nine. Um, the most, but I did. I did. I didn't get to Sky. I just refused to get to Sky. I, there's just no reason for me to go to Sky. You know what they're going to say in advance, and I think from what I've something been told, vo- they said after it something voyeuristic about that, isn't there? Yeah, but I just don't need to to see it. it yeah, and and I found myself following Barnaby like by accident. You'd flick from one network to the other, and he was just lining them up. He, which station was he on? Well, I think he started on nine, and then went oh, to he seven. moved across. He was moving. Oh, right, roving Barnaby. He was hard to hard to listen to. Roving Barnaby. The, tell me just before we move off the election, or is there any more in the election? I just had one question for you. I, I actually, I do have a question for you before we move off. How, and, how as the resident um, news limited opinionist in Australia, like no one covers them more than you. Do, would there be a postscript in in at news on um, their their well, they're, they're perceived or rightly or wrongly? <laughs> So taking a slight leaning to one party in the election, Damo, it didn't go their way. Is this how you roll? You you just load me up, don't you? Do you, you I wasn't going to go there today. I've got another aspect of the election they, I want to get to, but you've now pitchfork news limited into it, and and I can't not take the bait, Hutchie. Mon- Monday morning's a decision. Do we go, A, we got it wrong because we're out of step with the public. B, we got it right, the public got it wrong, and we need to keep, <laughs> keep going on this. Yeah. Or C, do you reckon you'd have a coffee with us when he gets back from Japan? <laughs> What's what's your strategy, Damo, going forward on well, the reset? If if the if they go down the sea path, they have a coffee with Elbow when he gets back from Japan. Um, I'd be very careful if I was Elbow because they'll turn on him at some stage anyway. It'll just look, be a matter of setting look, him up. Look, well done. Look, we said some things. Yeah. You said some things. Yeah. But we need to work together. We need to work together to get past. You've got you've got four years. <laughs> you need to work together. You, you need us. Obviously, yeah. you need us. We've got the reach, even though we don't. We've got the reach. Um, we can influence opinion, even though we can't. Yeah, there'll be you all know, that sell. You know, what often happens in these situations. Someone very high up calls a lunch, and then <laughs> yeah. the editors get flown in. Yeah, but and the then lunch... there's the uneasy break bread. You know, yeah. like well, you know, we, we had our time again, sort of routine. Yeah. Well, what that's it, what in general it happens between big uh, media organisations. What, what I would say about that entire coverage, and I'm not just in the six weeks of the campaign, Hutchie, but the previous X amount of years, if you want to throw that in, um, is if this unfolded in, in in the public domain as it has done with News Limited and it was another organisation had performed 
as inadequately with the outcome of the campaign, they would be doing timelines. Herald Sun would be doing a news limit, would be doing timelines on, they said this on this yeah, date. They would. And they'd have a double-page spread across the top of the spread, uh, the timeline that is just, just uh, demeans the, the product and the organisation. I don't think they would have even had one meeting on Monday about, gee, did we get it wrong? And I know there'll be it'll be easy to criticise, and you know, people are running the circulation figures and all that sort of stuff. But they're entitled to have whatever view they like. Yeah, and that's but there's a consequence to that. that actually, you, you answered this to me. Have they misrepresented the readers though? When it's all said and done, it's a really interesting question because they're out of touch with what happened. I mean, if you want to put that lens on it, whatever they presented for a long time was so out of touch with what unfolded. Yeah, they might argue that they pulled the margin back a little bit and their view was re- reflected in... Like, oh, they, they, can, they can mount a counter-argument. I'm not saying I agree with it, but they, they yeah. can mount a... They, they, would say, they would say, well, only 31.5% yeah. of people voted for Albanese. On the two-party preferred. 35% of people voted for yeah. Scott Morrison. So if you want to do... You know, more of our readers voted for Scott than Anthony. And the Teal movement, we probably might have underestimated a little bit. Yep. Now, I know we're a bit politically heavy here. I, I, I need, though, to raise this before we move on. Um... Do you think Peter Dutton's going to be the opposition there's leader no, when it's all said and done? Well, there's no, no doubt about it. In fact, right. I'm glad you've thrown this out there. Well, I am too, because <laughs> he needs some work, actually. He needs some work. But that's... Because <laughs> Frydenberg, your mate, your bestie, um, obviously can't be that person right now. He might be before the next election somehow. They'll find a safe seat for him somewhere, won't they? I would imagine, and he'd be come back in that way. Um, but for a period of time, are you saying Peter Dutton will be the person they present? It doesn't matter what I say. Like it just looks like he's the, there's no other option, is there? And well, I just want to set it up before I go yeah. to the, what I want to get to. I because you, I know where you're going. Here. No, you don't. Well, you may not know. Well, you were once unwarmable in the eyes of the public, Kachi. This guy has got you covered. He's, he's worse. Worse. Now, you are a success story. You have been warmed, and it's to your credit because the public now sees what your friends always saw: a very genuine, kind Listen, person. Have you ever spent? A more, have you ever spent a more disingenuous minute on this podcast than then? But this guy is unwarmable, but and he needs help. So I'm with you on this. So I, leave leave me aside. I accept I'm on, I'm unfixable. No, you, no, no. You, 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 you are exhibit A of how it can turn. That won't stop me offering everyone others. <laughs> Damo, we need to take this on as a sounding board podcast. We are going to become his warming coaches. You, you need to take this project, Archie. This is your project. You, you are the warming expert. You've lived it. He's, You've been warmed. He's been the. The As I've defense said, minister, uh, head kicker, whole routine, you know, keep China honest, stop the boats, all that. So he's got that area under, well, he thinks under control. <laughs> he, he's, he needs some, he needs some, uh, he needs some skim some stones, kiss some babies, tend a few church fates. <laughs> to, you know, it, all of a sudden he needs to have the jacket over the shoulder and the woman's work. There's all these things ahead for Pete. So <laughs> And the sleeves rolled up. I think from today, yeah. we'll take him on, you and I. Just give me the first thing that he needs to do because actually I've said a few times in this program you, you were you were once that 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 forgotten pack of frozen chicken fillets in the back of the freezer that's how cold you were now you, now you're just presentable river he he is next level he's the he's the dinosaur in the glaciers in Antarctic so so that's how bad and how far back he's coming now till Christmas forget about the heavy stuff we've all been through a very big political run, and we're not ready to vote for three years. You'll have time to re-establish your credentials. We need to get to know him, Damo, before Christmas. <laughs> okay. We need soft environments, picture opportunities. Ukuleles? No, it is there to avoid anything like Steve Smith from here. you got to let those ones go outside off stump. Right, okay. Anything that's got risk to it. Okay. 
Does he get, need to go? No on, run. Need, need to go and um, massage the hair of a woman getting. No head. run. No. Okay. No. Yeah, no you, none of that. You got to no. you got to play between the chapel V for a while for six yep. months. Just work the ball around. Take the ones that are there. Look for the opportunities that are organic, but not forced. Right. Don't try and force the runs. Okay. <laughs> Don't go through cover. And avoid, you know, putting yourself in too heavy a situation too early. Don't don't be um, don't attack everything. From once in a while, say, you know what, we we agree with Labor on that, and here's why. And then look for some environments which are a bit more warm. In all honesty, if the coalition and the Liberal Party itself specifically, and and Peter Dutton's advisors wanted to actually just give you a phone call, and if you were able to find a half hour gap in your diary, and that that's might be an impossibility by itself, but if you were to able to devote a game plan for him. I would suggest to those people it would be a smart move to pick up the phone to you. He just needs, it, to, he needs to just let a few go through the keeper. But see, your mate Frydenberg won't want him to be warmed there, will he? I, I love this narrative you've all of a sudden come, dreamt up in your head. It's magnificent. Can I just... Uh, well, we should move on. We've had way too much problems. Well, we have, but there's probably... We one, don't know what we're talking oh, about either. Have we said that today? Because we don't. Yeah, let me, let me re-establish we, we our credentials. We do have no idea. We are, for those who think we've, <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about, you Correct. We're sitting in the and, back and if row you're of, still listening after the rubbish we've just trotted out, uh, thank you. We're sitting in the back row of the Chiefs. I want to ask you a question about this. Yep. Speaking, speaking, in fact, I want to start the conversation on this for Mosh. Men's online health program, making health easy, providing Aussie men with clinical treatment for hair loss, sexual health, and more. If you take your health seriously, speak to Mosh. They can help you with any area of men's health and start the conversation. And we're you know, obviously big advocates of health on here, as, as you know, via our long-time association with Drinkwise. So start the conversation for Mosh. There's a thing in news, Damo, which I think might be nearly time to retire. <laughs> Leaving yourself room to move in a story. <laughs> yep, which I, I do. I think you even coined this phrase <laughs> yeah. back in I, the day. I've always said you, you need to leave yourself some wiggle room. Yep, yep. So I'm I'm challenging that opinion and calling it out, and we saw a really, really big example of it last week. The Herald Sun, I think it was um, John Ralph and Lauren Wood from memory, wrote a story. Was it Rebecca Williams, maybe? Uh, My apologies. Jane, Jane will have a look at that for well, us. Let, we... Let's remove the authors for a moment. Yeah, remove the authors, because we've all done it, Hachi. We've all, we've done, all it. done it. We've all done it. And I will continue to do it, despite what you're about to tell me here. The Herald Sun wrote a story saying the AFL was expected to embrace a Twilight Grand Final when it, the commission met. Is that fair? I think that was the way the article was written, yes. And then a day later, the AFL Or that Grand day. That or day. that day, the yeah. AFL Grand Final staying at 2.30. Yeah. Now- They weren't the only ones to, to feel- not, This is not in any way aimed at them. Well, let's remove them. It has- Well, we can't remove them. It's, this is where it began. Oh, okay. It sparked the idea. So they didn't definitively say it was going to happen. No. They said it was expected to be the outcome of the commission. And as of that moment- it is entirely possible that they were 100% right, that it was expected. That, you know, at that point, it looked like the commission had the votes. And then when they got in the room, debate, oh, are you sure? And then someone said, it's all too hard. No, we're not doing it. Sorry, Jane has just found it. It was, it was Lauren Woods. The story, the story can be different from 10.30 to 2.30, and the journalist often carries the can, and the public. And now, the only problem with that is, though, the commission did meet on the Wednesday, and this was published in the print version on the Friday. So the commission had already made its right. decision. Okay, you but, just shot, shot my, my theory down then. Oh. <laughs> so well, can you sort of reword it, rewire it to, now, to make your point? They, the, they would say, look, we didn't commit to this being the case. We just said it was the expected outcome. Yep. 
The public don't know the difference. Well, then their sub-editors get to it too. This is always... Oh, you're blaming the subs. Well, they... You can write that as expected. And, and I, there was an expectation in the industry that it was going to be a toilet. But figure. it didn't say football clubs expect. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. And that, that might have been the wiggle room. Yeah. That was that was yeah. the way to frame it in a way that... I, my, my wiggle room on, so, on this... Oh, just, just to finish Sorry, it. yep. The public don't know the difference and they don't give you any discount. And they don't care about what the trolls they, they are behind say, the scenes. They say, you got it wrong. Yep. The... But I care really. The author either. says, "Well, hang on a minute. I didn't actually definitively commit to that." If you read the article back, it, it's actually well worded. Yeah, but it was once it gets into the clickbait and the, yeah. the headline, and yeah. the subheaders got no consequence. So they just go for the mayonnaise on top, don't they? Yeah, they just here to drive clicks. And I think there was even a front or back page pointed to AFL grand final, final change. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, which, which again, we've all written and presented stories like that that, that get out of control. So I think in 2022, you've got no room for error on these things anymore. But you have to allow it, Hutchie, because I, my wiggle room on it was, this is, I think I used the word, the, the clubs expected it. Um, but I always said, but it is a decision of the commission. And and I don't know anyone I know who's ever got a line of sight on what the commission does. Yep. So well, did you write that football clubs expect too, did you? Um, verbally, I... You got it wrong too. I didn't get it wrong. Oh, hang on. What did you say? I'm admitting here, Hutchie, that I use wiggle room in this presentation. I always said the commission has to vote on it. So you said football club figures expect. I said, um, I can't remember the exact wording, but I was, it, was, it wasn't Just a lot. Stumbled, stumbled into a little interesting one here. Well, well, I'm happy to be, as I've said it, Hutchie, I actually said I'd do this myself. And I definitely did, though. Even on the morning itself, this is a commission decision. And it is. I mean, and that, that's the wiggle room I do, and I will continue to throw I, that in because it's part of the story. How do? How does anyone know? How does any? Even the executive of the AFL, how do they know what the commission's going to do? They can present I'm not, scenarios. I'm, not, I'm agreeing with you on that. And, and I'll also say too, I'm, I would, I would think there's a, a, a change in what the executive did want to with what the commission did. So that's all. That's all interesting fodder, right? But that's not how it appears in print. In print, the average everyday person says, "They said it was going to be twilight. It's not. They got it wrong." Yeah, was there much outcry to it? Uh, only, only on the, the the keyboard warriors. There was a right. fair bit of okay, fair bit of social background. Not that anyone would care. So I get your point. I think my my only view is I reckon these days, yeah, the commit that it's happening. Yep. It no point saying probably, possibly, likely to. People don't give you any discount on that. You're either in or you're out. And if you want to attribute it to someone else, yeah, the way to way to write it differently would be football club figures expect this to happen. Yeah. The commission will and that's today. effectively what I was trying to do. Yeah. It because you got to you got to lay the opinion at someone else's feet, not your own. If you yeah. do that, yeah, and that that's um. But again, Hutchie, again, probably even today at some stage, I will probably have another wiggle room presentation or something because you, I think I think you need to because you can't you can't predict tomorrow. You can't predict anything. There's only two possible when there's only two possible outcomes. There's always and this didn't happen in this instance because I think it was a fair and reasonable yarn to write that it was expected to go that way and it didn't, but. When there's only two outcomes, something will or won't happen. Yep. There's always someone going the early crow on these yards, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. And 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 when you say there's two outcomes, the percentages aren't. You do play, journalists play the percentages, and it, if it's eighty percent, you you play it. And as you know, Hutchie, if that story was right, there would not be have been one member of the public saying, "Hey, well done, guys, you got that right." Would they? No, you get no, <laughs> you get no. Uh, no credits for the going your way. Hey, tell me, what have you made of the Sam Fisher situation? For those who are not, not familiar with the AFL, Sam Fisher, a, um, a very, very excellent 
footballer, two-time best and fairest winner in a in a very, very successful era without a grand final being the outcome for St Kilda Footy Club in, in a famous team in, in the context of that club's history. Uh, as we speak, um, facing very serious uh, drugs charges. I don't want to get too specific. Uh, we don't need to because I want to talk about it in the, in the broader um, conversation, Hutchie, about footballers... Sports people, maybe. Let's just go sports people. Finding trouble in life beyond the career, beyond the profession of the of the sport, the chosen sport, and the support mechanisms around the said athlete. I, I raise it because of Nick Revold's very strong comments about a, a I, lack of support for his former teammate. I only heard them secondhand, but he was on the couch Monday night, wasn't he? What did he, what did he say? He said that the PA hadn't done a, a strong enough job enough, of yeah. supporting him. Yeah, and that, that's paraphrasing a deeper yep. conversation. And and you can people if they want to find what he said, it, it's easily accessible on on all the, the Nick Revold social media connections. How it would be? How hard would it be for the PA to keep a collective eye on? Impossible. The mass amount of players that retire and move on to other other sectors and impossible. They, they, I'm sure they would argue that they offered him support and help the whole way through his. Do you do you think? Again, to quote you, leave Sam. I don't not familiar with his circumstances or what's happened, and I've. I've Let's take him out of yep. the rest of this conversation. Do, then. Do but, you, but let's talk generically about sports. Do you people. think because he was such a good player, you know, one, two, best and fairest, that you, clubs turn not a blind eye, but they they tolerate? Yeah, when you're the fifteenth, twentieth, twenty fifth ranked player, and you're perceived to have social issues, they're red hot on you, aren't they? Yep. Because, and if you if you're then not performing at an optimum level yep. on the weekend, yep. you're going to be dropped, and you're then going to be cut. And then when you're one of the best five or ten players, it's like you're worried about them, but you're almost – I don't know whether they get treated the same way. On I'm that. with you on this. And, again, I'm going to remove totally Sam Fisher yep. from, from this part of this conversation. But absolutely, you, you, you're right to, to raise that aspect of it. I mean, we saw it unfold with the West Coast Eagles. I mean, that was a very public um, breaking down of, of a club and individuals within the club in front of our eyes – but it was tolerated while they were playing in consecutive grand finals yeah. in 2005 and six, And only then, in 2007, when they stopped making grand finals, did the club feel the need to crack down on it. And, and clubs aren't naturally very good at dealing with these things, are they? No, they're not. Yeah. What I will say, though, in, in defence, is it's very hard to delve into the private life of someone if that someone doesn't want that to be done. And you can, you can observe, you can see the condition of an individual – and I'm sure you've had this situation, Hutchie, in many, your many workplaces. But to then go to the next level and, and try and ascertain what it is that's going wrong and, and then how serious it is and, and is it illegal, um, that, that's a whole new layer of responsibility. But just back to the general premise, um, look, I, I find, Hutchie, and this might sound a little bit dramatic, but I, I find footballers are institutionalised to, to the point where they and, – and clubs – Clubs control them. I mean, even Jason Horn Francis to to bring in another player, yeah. an eighteen year old. I was just that was just springing to my mind for whatever reason. He's at the other end of his career, and we're seeing some of the challenges that come with managing eighteen year olds. Yeah, and 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 he is in the news today as we speak on this Wednesday morning uh, for for daring to go and see his mum on the Mother's Day weekend. I think it was in question when when he was given as a footballer for North Melbourne Footy Club effectively four days off, and and that's every. But as an issue with some people that that he. Got on a plane and went and saw his family. Now, in so what pro, world? You're pro Jason Horn Francis on this, clearly. Absolutely. I'm, you I'm, think North Melbourne are middling with his life? If if they've got a problem with it, I've got a problem with North Melbourne having a problem with it. Yeah, and and again, they're trying to downplay that. Well, I've got a problem with you having a problem with North Melbourne having a problem with Jason Horn Francis. I've got problem. a problem with with an 18 year old coming into into a club, and yes, it is a profession, but the ownership of that player and. 
I, I've never got it, Hutchie. I've never got it. And we're, we're exposed because we obsess with the US sports. The, the club doesn't own the US athlete. Yes, but is the issue here? Is the issue here that he that he went, or is the issue here that he deceived them to go? But why should he have to tell them where he's going and what he's doing? Well, he's an adult. I'm just running the exercise in my head. If I mean, he, if he had a hamstring soreness coming back from, well, see, did he? I'm asking the question. Well, yeah. If if he had hamstring soreness coming back from West Coast, yeah, he flies a long way home, yeah, and he's going to be touch and go to get up for the game. They are entitled as his employer to say, hey. What are your plans on the days off? You, you're obviously a little bit sore there. It's an important game next week. We make out as though jumping on a plane is the worst thing ever. The plane gets in the air, Hutch. You can stand for 45 minutes that it takes between Melbourne and Adelaide and, and do stretches, and it's not an issue. You're, you're, I understand you're, what you're saying, Your brain way. just moves to the outcome. I'm saying, did he say, yeah, yeah, I'll look after myself. I'll take it easy next two days. Oh, I don't and, know. and then take off and not tell them. That That's – is it – But I don't think it's necessarily that he went, is it? I think it's the fact that he just didn't tell them he was going. But why does he have to? It, it, the, the club has been told, well, hey, boys, you go, I'll see you Tuesday. Well, look, we'll, we'll see you Wednesday. We'll see you Thursday. Wh- whatever it is. As long as he's there on that day and presenting in a condition that allows him to you know, be the athlete that he is, who cares what he does? Well, the, I think their point is he didn't play the next week and did that contribute to it? Well, was he disciplined? I mean, who knows? I mean, and as you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of issues going on so that we, particular we better, we, better, we better spend a couple of minutes on this. So you are the poster child of North Melbourne's. Oh, am I? Why am I the poster child? You're very passionate North Melbourne supporter. No, no. You've been blueing with Archer and Buckley and Ron well, Joseph and all the, like everyone back in time. The, the, the train wreck that it is, I, I think it's fair to say I've been forecasting for a long time. Train wreck. Oh, what else is it? It's a derailing of a football club under their watch. But I've said that before too. Don't look at me as though I've just dropped the bombshell. You think North Melbourne is a train wreck? Well, what else is it? Well, you've helped contribute to this train wreck because you ran a campaign publicly against a very obvious move to move for the Gold oh, Coast. You're taking it back to 2008, are you? <laughs> Let's just stick with the 2019. Why, why is it a train wreck in your mind? It's pre-Ron Barassi bad. That takes it back to the early 70s. Have you seen... Pre-Ron Barassi bad? Yeah. Have you seen their win-loss, Hutchie? So you think it's... I mean, David Noble's coaching right now is Mark Neild's record. Well, these are strong words. So you don't think he's the guy, David Noble? I don't know if he's the guy, but I know his record's abysmal after 18 months. Reports of his differences with players and... I don't have a problem with him abusing players when it's all said and done. I mean, footy, footy clubs pick and choose their moments when it when it, um, when it it suits them to, to have issues with certain um, messaging. So I don't have a major issue with that. Football department? Well, <laughs> where do you start there? Well, I'm asking you, you well, walk in these circles, you speak to people. Where do you start there? What a, what a mess that is. Yeah. Why? Well, who's directing it? Who's leading it? And, and, and if you want to get, extend the football department to the actual football list, how many players would get a game at another club? How many do you think? Zerha Wood, Larky Wood, Jai Simkin Wood, Taron Thomas Wood if he got fit. That's not bad. Four or five? It's, I think it's four. That's a bit better than I thought you were going to say. Yeah, Horn and, and I'm not sure that they'd all get games at all clubs, by the way. Yep. Jason Horn Francis would, yeah. But, I mean, they got him because they finished last night. So how would you fix it? You walked in tomorrow? What would you do? I, I, I don't claim to know, and I never do claim to know. When I get asked that, I, 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 how would I know? How would I know how to run a footy club? But I, what I do know is that whoever's running it now hasn't been able to. And, actually, in 2019, 18 months after they'd recontracted Brad Scott, they decided to sack him. So... Halfway through 2019, they then ring the old boys of North Melbourne, Clarkson, 
Longmire, Simpson. And then they're going to do a let's bring back the, the band. Let's get the band back together. And then they couldn't do it. And then Reece Shaw, interim coach, oh, he's won a couple of games. Yep, he'll do. He'll do. Didn't, he barely didn't last a year. But famously at the end of that year, I think it was 2020, you were bought in by North Melbourne. Ben Mafia gave you access. You sat down for an hour. He told you everything that's going on, and you nodded along. Yep, agree. Uh, that makes sense. You, you still raised this because you I'm, tried to get the interview, and I did. And and interview. So, <laughs> I don't know. Who, who would I interview in footy? Haven't, haven't no, you wanted you want him to go on your station. That's, never, you, you raised this at the time. Oh, please. We've got an episode about this. Well, you told me I didn't ask a question I should have asked about him being the cricket boss at the time of the what pay we'll, deal. What we'll do next week, I'm, I'm going to retrospectively review that interview again. <laughs> I'm going to pick out all the times you went, yeah, fair point, Ben, good point. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good strategy. I think you'll find that I, within a month of that, I was writing what I was writing it'll, prior to it. I might, it'll get me through my plane ride on the weekend. I'm going to sit <laughs> yeah. and forensically you'll be, review. You'll be asleep. <laughs> review. You'll be asleep before the plane takes off. now famous interview with Ben Amafio. <laughs> Agreeable demo at the end of 2020. Now you're calling them a train wreck. How you weren't calling the train wreck at the time. They were a complete train wreck. Oh. <laughs> this has been the – and do you want me to go on Ben Buckley and Glenn Archer again or not? Oh, don't. Yeah. No, okay, I won't. I won't do it to you, actually, or our listeners. Don't do it. No. Hey, what have you made of the Cody Simpson situation? Oh, I love this story. I, I'm, I'm obsessed with Cody Simpson's um, passage through life, Archie. The singer, the, the guy who went over and won Hollywood over in, in, that, in, that, in that young Aussie way, and then has got himself into a national Australian team um, in the Commonwealth Games at least, not the World Championships because of um, the opposition of Cole Chalmers, who yep. – yeah, and who, who once was going out with Emma McKeon, who now Cody Simpson is. It's all part of this story, and well, supposedly is. I think I don't think he's a, going I here. I don't think he's confirmed that, has he? Well, they'll seen or Emma has together. They've been papped. Well, they when they sit next to each other when he got news of the um, confirmation of his selection. Doesn't necessarily mean they're a couple. I don't think they've. It's still been called a quote unquote potential love triangle. Okay, in the papers, there's an old saying: "There's smoke, there's fire." So that. That's one half of the argument here. There's another saying that it says it's hugely pathetic, which is what Kyle Chalmers said. Yep. What, where does the truth sit in this, Damon? Oh, I don't know. Because, and I'm not going to get too involved well, in it, but I, I love – I just the love reason I ask the is, story. Is, his story of, of making the team is a phenomenal one. It's, it's, gone off it's one a Holly- of the great Australian yeah, sports stories. It is. Yeah. He's gone off and been a Hollywood star. He's come back and swum and given up the line. He looks a million bucks. He carries himself as well as anyone I've ever seen in front of a microphone. He's got one – And camera. One massive problem. Cole Chalmers is better swimmer. No. Well, it's, he's got one massive problem. He has got – he is swimming with one of the great Verity scores hanging off the back of his shoulders. <laughs> he is as clickbaitable as anyone oh, in Australia right now, don't it, Maybe ever. <laughs> he, no, Simpson, comma, who once dated Miley Cyrus, oh, yeah. comma. That's, you see that in every story yep. to drive the – Miley's ex-love um, triangle. Yep. So and, he's, and he's, there were other Hollywood and singers in his life, and oh, Hachi, what a life! So he's got a Verity score in a sport where a bit we're a bit obsessed with the swimmers, aren't we? They're they're seen as stars and bad. But this is where and, Cole Chalmers has got the problem. He, he he thinks that not enough credit. And and if you Cole Chalmers was given to Matt Temple, who won the race in yep. question, Cole Cole Chalmers came second, Cody Simpson third. Now, the stroke in question here is interesting because 
you know, in the way some of this has been presented, Cole Chalmers had no intention of swing butterfly, Archie. But when Cody Simpson was way into a team, now get, I've, got, he- I've got no idea of knowing if he did or he didn't. I know he's what he said about that aspect yeah. of it. It's all part of the story, and it's what and it's why it's a great story. It's why we're talking about swimming. It's why other people are talking about swimming. It's why it's even the, even the thought of him taking a slot that he wasn't going to do in order to, to have, like the Hollywood rival, yeah. Who may be who may or may not be dating a former may or may not partner of Kyle Chumps. It's all I'm sorry, Cole. It's all part of it. And while he's got a problem with Matt Temple not getting the credit, I'm sorry. That's that that's bringing focus on swimming in a way that we haven't seen since Ian Thorpe. Now, by the way, this is how Two Day FM Husey, Ed, and Aaron on Friday morning. Kyle <laughs> Chumps was asked about the. Decision. This is how the production meeting went on Friday morning. The producer walks in. Here we go. And he go, he can, can, goes, can we do one of these ones? Here she goes. Can I, can I see? Uh, good news this morning, by the way. <laughs> We've got Kyle, Kyle Chalmers. And, oh, oh, that's interesting. What are we talking to Kyle about? <laughs> well, he won, he's decided to run in the, go on the butterfly, and Amazon publicist from Stamping Ground, Michelle Stampers, pitched us the Oh, that's great. Fantastic. Yeah, we've just got to give the Amazon Prime a mention. Yeah, no problem. Um, and then one, someone would have said, did I read that he was in a love triangle? Well, they've asked us not to go there. Well, someone's going to have to ask the question. Well, how are we going to ask it? And that would have been a five-minute debate on, okay, you asked the Mickey Mouser at the start. You asked this one over Mickey here. Mouser. And then I don't know who asked. I think Aaron in the end said, well, look, I'm, the, you know, I'm a bit more journalistic stock than you two. I'll find a way to ask it. And then it gets to the interview and Aaron just creeps it in now. Did I read? <laughs> And then, Chimers, it's hugely pathetic. And then one minute later, the socials, is, you know, the two and the AFM social accounts are buzzing. Chimers hits back and, oh, I was talking about my swimming. <laughs> is, that a, is that a reasonable assessment of how Friday morning went down? Though? I'm not aware of what that happened there, Hutchie, but if it happened that way, I, I, I've been in situations where that could have been how it had happened. Yes, Bre- absolutely. Those brekkie radio breakfast producing meetings of the FMs would be just a gr- great <laughs> mix of a cocktail between... No one cares about that, and oh, I really care about that bit, you know. Yeah, and look, the the, the fact that we're talking about swimming, I, th- I think, needs to be embraced by by the fraternity. And if we're talking about Cody Simpson for the next Com- four years, comma who once dated Molly? Sorry, she can't actually name him in isolation anymore <laughs> in the paper because doesn't drive the Verity score. <laughs> and who's got seven million whatever his followers on whatever he's got on? Is that part of his? Yep. Yeah, great for the sport, isn't he? What a story! Oh, I, I just love it. And, and again, if you're not familiar with him, just have a look at him because he speaks as well as yep. anyone's ever spoken in front of a microphone. Hutch, By the way, Matt Temple. He's a little newsflash for Kyle. No one's talking about Matt Temple for a while. So I feel sorry for Matt Temple because yeah, he beat yeah. both Kyle and, and Hutchie. I like Kyle Chalmers. I like he's won an Olympic gold medal and and came within a one hundredth of a second of defending the 100-metre freestyle, which is the major event. He, he's talking about athletes of this country right up there in any conversation. It's an amazing story. Yeah. And now we've got a rock star in it. Um, now, question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. We'll go to Matt Young on email. I'm fascinated, says Matt. By the way, James Hurd's return to coaching is covered in the media. Everyone wants to have an opinion, and media companies are eager to broadcast that opinion, knowing how polarizing it will be either way. Do you think any media identity actually believes he will coach GWS next year? Further, does anyone on earth actually believe he will coach Essendon again, or is this just clickbait 101? Where would Hurdy's Verity score line up versus Hutchies? It's a very, very good question, man. I'll get Damon to answer this one. 
I think it's it's game on, Matt. I, I really do, and I, and I can understand the um, bemusement that you and others have about the whole topic. But James Hurd's not sitting in a coach's box, knowing that there's three people in that camera shot without there being a possibility of it being the starting point to something. Now, personally, I don't think he's going to be coaching as early as next year. But reading this situation as I do, making calls around the fringes as we all do in the media, there is something going on with the rebranding and to use the word we use on this show, Hachi, the warming and the just the unleashing of James Hurd that has it a possibility. That's that's about as far as I can go. And again, I wouldn't know the decisions that are about to be made. So, Matt, if Damo thinks that it is even a possibility, then the coverage that he is getting is very fair and reasonable. And when you throw in the fact that, yes, there is a mass interest in him, then why wouldn't you be covering it the way that it has been? And I think Robbo, yeah. I, I roll my eyes a little bit at Robbo's story that he would could go back to Essendon. But hearing you say that is really interesting because... And oh, he was wasn't he in London? I think he was in the UK when he learned about the. He was in the UK the week before, and next, yeah. next week he's got the headset on in the game of footy, and he's not doing much during the week, even by way of increasing the role with this new arrangement. But he's sitting in the box on game day. Yep. So, what do you think about that? I think it's weird. I think it's really weird that that two guys, Dean Solomon being the third, who's working with Mark McVeigh, the old Essendon band back together, are not effectively part of the week-to-week operations, but are on the... FIFO coaches, flying fly yeah, outs. Yeah, And where were the others? I thought it was very odd. Yeah. I, I didn't actually see what you said about that on uh, on your show, Footy Classified on Monday night, Hutchie, but if, it, is, it is intriguing. If Mark McVeigh feels he can get himself in the frame to be a possibility to, to be the senior coach, then he can't have those two see next to him, I don't think. Do you? It just takes him further away from the perception that he's his own guy with his own views. Yeah, and, and, and again, I, I don't claim to know whether he wants to go all in on the potential of being the coach. Well, do you know anyone who's never wanted to be the senior coach? Uh, have you ever, have, have yeah, you ever had a caretaker role, rule yeah. themselves out? I, I recall, and, and I was I was probably a bit disbelieving at the time, but remember when Todd Viney um, had that senior role at Melbourne yep. for one of its very, very messy periods, and I thought he was doing it, but he, he kept saying publicly, and, and I ended up believing him, but no, I don't. And I, But to you, answer your question, that's the only one that I can think of off yep. the top of my head. Yeah, Not many, we, right? We didn't, yeah. I, I've, I've got a view too. The interim coach that they put in who comes from the club itself, I think they should make statements at the very outset. He's either, yeah, he, he's a chance to do it or he's not. I don't think they should say, oh, he hasn't made his mind up yet. Yeah, well, he's not sure to go through the process and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yep. So, yeah, I'm just going through my uh, WhatsApp notes to see if I missed anything back on the rest of the week, don't I? <laughs> I've got a thousand things, actually, that we uh, were meant to get to, but we... We're out of time, are we? Don't we? On the timeless yeah, podcast. Well, you've been dropping bits of uh, good information at the 42-minute mark of the uh, podcast in recent weeks. In fact, we, we had a... one. I wondered whether people were still listening at this stage of it, but... You had this on the rundown. I don't know a lot about it. I read it casually, but... Did Jane Bunn at seven get told not to run a GoFundMe or a fundraiser for her weather business? See, this requires more time than what we're going to allow here. You, what, how far are we into this? We're 42 minutes in again. I just plugged 42 minutes out. I think we're 42 minutes in. You know, this is what the spot I start to warm up. <laughs> but actually, this is, Halfway into the second quarter. It'll take it'll take 90 seconds to set it up and what, then another 90 seconds each to have an opinion. Just we're, tell we're, me what happened. Well, Ken, I, it takes too much setup. Did Jane ask the public to contribute to a, um, not a business, but a service on the weather? That's how Fiona Byrne reported it a couple of weeks ago. I think we've had this on the running sheet for a couple of weeks in yep. a row now. Can we- You've got can on we, the running sheet here, can we Jane park Bunn's it? cash grab, question mark, 
Yeah. So I, I can't read the story. So I'm asking you what happened. Let's park it. And let's let's make oh. it part of next week's show, given it's already missed two cuts. <laughs> See, I'm doing this for you. you. You're the one who's going to have Amanda knocking on the door in a minute saying you've got a meeting. Do you, well, let me ask you the question. Do you think a weather identity is entitled to ask their audience to contribute to a service they offer? I need to set this up in a way that won't allow me to do it in the time There's I've a, got. You can, it, it's... I'll tell you what, next week, you tell me which side of this argument you want me to mount, and I'll mount it. (laughs) I want you to mount the the Jane Bunn is within her rights to do so argument. That's my argument next week? Yeah. Okay. And that'll be easy for you, because that involves money and sponsorship and and dealing with uh, people who give you money. That will need a week's preparation. Okay. Oh, I'll have a read of it, but to be fair. (laughs) All right. Do you want to wrap it up, or do you want me to... My only point on that is, like, it's a, it's a pretty whatever happened. It's, a, it's pretty minor, but it's amazing how it gets how it gets amplified. But because print journalists have an in, inevitable professional envy of television journalists, nah, it's not. That's not the origins of that. I would have thought. No, you're probably right. I haven't even read it to be honest. I'll read it next week. I was asking you what happened. I was just fascinated. We probably could have talked about it in the time we had in the end, but we'll do it next week, Catchy, because we uh... only you can be out of time on something that doesn't have a time limit. Anyway, I accept you. Actually, I can see Amanda now. She's coming um, to get you. By the way, have you just before the go? Have you postal voted yet for next federal <laughs> election? Just in case you missed the ballot. Have you got, I, got it in? You like this? I, I actually did go online to find out when was the earliest I could do it, and it was for the next election. No, no, for the one just gone. <laughs> and when I did that, it wasn't open. So I, was, <laughs> I think it was a two-week uh, oh, runway you had. As a, you are yeah. conservative. Uh, that was episode. If, if James Heard can make a comeback, can Tony Abbott? Just uh, give our condolences to uh, Josh, won't you, Hutchie? Episode 16, Series 7 of The Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to The Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.